Welcome to the next episode of Myths and Stories. Uh, tonight we got kind of a special one for you. Um, we're going to see if we can beat Savathun at her own game because she is she likes her she likes a good mind game, a good like you know, how can I screw with a guardian's head for the fun of it because she is after all the god of cunning and deceit and tom fuckery uh so we're gonna be diving into uh for those of you that don't know um over the last since the wish queen campaign launch uh there has been a series of altar of reflections uh, that have come out there's four of them uh and in those altars you take a piece of you, you take something you take some sort of material thing to this altar and you place it on the altar, and using the power of darkness, you you activate deep sight on it, and it reveals things about that piece. Well, in the last, uh, in in four of them, uh, Savathun has come in and said, "Well, let's play a game," and she calls this game two truths and two lies. So she gives you four four sentences, uh, four statements. And then uh, leaves it up to you to decide. What Myth has found out uh, is that she does after the first couple of times you do these, she starts giving you answers, but she doesn't give any two guardians the same answer. <laughs> so, yeah, she's she's kind of a turd. Just a uh, bit. Yeah. So the way we're going to do it tonight is uh, um, Myth was was kind enough to to type all this up for me. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to start off. I'm going to read him. Uh, we're going to do this one altar at a time, and I'm going to read him the four sentences uh, that are given in an altar, and we'll devote a little bit of time to them. Try to break down why we think uh, one of them's one of them's true, one of them's false, uh, uh, or see if we can actually figure out like if we have any definitive ideas of how this of how each of them are true or false. <laughs> and ho- hopefully it'll make sense. And hopefully we haven't confused <laughs> ourselves by the end of this. Uh, so we'll start with the first one. Uh, the first one that uh, Myth wrote down for me was Altar of Reflection Pact, P-A-C-T. And the four sentences are as thus. Osiris is dead. Savathun is dead. The witness birthed the darkness. And in the end, your destiny lies outside the solar system. So myth. Osiris is dead. So I see Osiris is dead as false. Um, And why is that? So there's a couple of reasons here. The the first one, the most obvious one being that the the storyline, the main narrative tells us that Osiris is currently in a comatose state being looked after by Saint-14. Um, now, Savathun being who she is, I think she would very much make the distinction between dead and not conscious. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It, even if I someone's in right. a vegetable state, they're technically alive, and I think, that's how, I think that would be how Savathun would would define you know those those kinds of states now i do know that there is a uh martian missives lore card 
uh, that is supposedly from Keitel talking about how she found her, her cabal found the body of the real Osiris. Uh, and that could be a reason why some people may, may think Osiris is dead is a truth. Uh, however, well, you know me, I got to hear this lore card. Yeah. So the, this will be the lore card from Keitel's point of view. Uh, she's sending a message to us, our guardian. Um, and then I'll read another lore card that suggests that not all is as it seems in, in this message. But uh, So this is Martian Missives, Keitel 1, and it goes like this. Degenerate fate costs, casts us together once more, Guardian. How I have missed the thrill of pitting my cabal against your unyielding tide of light bearers, truce or no. But it is in the spirit of Zavala's newfound truce that I offer you news delivered by my cabal scouts. My forces recently recovered the remains of a human male on Nessus, vivisected almost beyond recognition using hive technique and tools. Our science identifies the unfortunate as your warden of the infinite forest, Osiris. While I will not divulge the details of our confirmation methodologies, rest assured they are thorough and accurate. This news no doubt will shock you, given that you are in possession of another Osiris still clinging to life. But it is not him. Despite the confirmation of his identity performed by Ikora Ray, her admiration of her old mentor has already clouded her ability to recognize an imposter. It appears it has happened again. It is not custom among the Cabal to allow even a respected leader a third chance to fail their people. I don't know what purpose the Witch Queen could have in giving you a comatose husk wearing your dead ally's face, or what threat he may become. A listening device? A future mole? A living bomb? But understand this. When Savathun brought Shivu Arath to my doorstep, she did so wearing the mask of a trusted advisor. What you hold in your tower is no treasure, and I have faith in you among your kind to handle this problem as a cabal would. So Keitel, well, now I don't think he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Keitel sending us a message, uh, supposedly Keitel, sending us a message saying, hey, we found the real oh, body you can't, of Osiris. You can't throw in supposedly Keitel. <laughs> that's just, that's just, all right, fine. Saying she has found the real body of Osiris, and what we have in our tower is a, uh, you know, a mole or a living bomb or some something that's going to give Savathun an advantage it is not actually Osiris. Uh, however, I do like that idea. I I like that idea that that there could possibly be. So so my thought on this, like you know, Osiris. Now, granted, his reflections were clearly not him, but while he was in the Infinite Forest, he did do a lot of stuff with reflections and creating copies of himself. And just like at the the Battle of the Seven Fronts, it. It's described as he was he appeared as being in multiple places at one time. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if one of his reflections could have gained any type of corporeal form and retained that corporeal form, uh, and and that's what either we have in the tower or it was found by Keitel. 
I that I think that could be a neat idea there. That that again, no no type of supporting evidence for that, but I think that that would be a a a, a neat possibility there, as well as the idea of of having um, Osiris in the tower as a mole or a or a living bomb, like he's comatose. Like we we haven't been able to talk to him ever since hell technically before the shoot when was the last time we talked to him it would have been pre or beyond light um, yeah so sometime in 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 shadow keep would have been the last time we had any type of interaction with him yeah. which would have been what the sundial yeah i guess so sundial would have been any Holy direct cow. interaction with him um we know that he interacted with uh presumably a, a pyramid ship as well as um queen mara to some degree because it, it's implied that he's the one that planted the seed that grew into the the tree of silver wings during season of arrival right right but beyond that yeah we don't like, know we haven't been able to talk to osiris because the whole time alter beyond light um and we talked about this before he was possessed by uh um Sabathun. and we we know this happened at before Beyond Light because of uh which one is it the bow? The Lord's tap on the bow? Uh I think it's the bow. I'd I'd have to look. Wolf tone draw. I think it's I can't, it was one it's one of the weapons. I I think it's the bow. Um the Wolf Tone Draw bow that talks about how like Savathun is speaking or or there's a voice coming out as Osiris, but it's not his. It's all it's all inside Osiris's head, and he's being pushed out of his own head. And the first thing that happens is, you know, Aldrin helping him up off his off his feet is the first thing that he can see that isn't him doing something. Yeah. So um so it is Wolf Tone Draw. It's talking about um the slithering dark cold against his face. He cannot speak, cannot breathe. Uh, reaches for Sagira, but then I remember um, someone, the Awoken Prince, helps me to my feet, but still I struggle in the dark, and now she is standing, thanking him, using my voice. So, yep. that that very much So implies... literally since... Yeah, yeah. Literally since the beginning of, of Shadowkeep. Yep. Uh, we've, been, we've been talking to Sabathun the entire time. And... Osiris can watch all of this play out, but he has no control over anything that's happening there. Yeah, and it, so, it doesn't necessarily seem that he's always watching. It's kind of like he's drifting in and out of consciousness. Yeah. But so like sometimes he becomes aware of what's going on and then he kind of, you know, drifts back into the background and then he becomes aware enough to to notice another scene and then drifts back in the background kind of thing. Uh, and I'm curious if that's like a byproduct of the of of Sabathun's level of um cuz she draws her power off of deceit and 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 deception and there's there's a scene described as him wa- as him walking through the streets and like just nobody's even paying attention to him and that's the the fact that nobody's paying attention to him is feeding Sabathun because it's it's that deceitfulness it's that you know unknown that's happening there so it it to me as as far as so far it it could be osiris that is dead it could be a cadaver of osiris it could be 
nothing. You know, what did I say? Cadaver? Okay, Margie's correcting me. My wife's correcting me. She's reminding me that it's a cadaver, not a cadaver. Oh, it's a cadaver, not a cadaver. (laughs) Yeah. So, suck it, English language. Take that. So, Uh, there's another card here, though, that I think offers some more perspective on the the title card. Um, And that is also from Martian Missives. Uh, This one is Martian Missives Eris 2. And this one is... Uh, has more in it, but the relevant bit that I've pulled out is Eris telling us this. You should be aware that Savathun took a particular interest in you, and I have uncovered her infiltration of hidden communication channels. It's likely she is responsible for one or more false missives in an attempt to undermine your loyalties or redirect your goals. So Eris seems to be implying okay, so now that, I think that previous yeah. missives were manipulated uh, or, or outright forged by Savathun to try and get, our, get us to focus on something else or to uh, sow you know, unrest. Because, I mean, even in, in the one about Osiris, not only is it telling us, like, hey, the Osiris you have is dangerous it's also telling us that like ikora has failed her job you know even the cabal do not lo- uh do not allow a respected leader a third chance at failing their people so sowing dissent and casting doubt on you know this this body of osiris that we have in the tower would be very sabathun uh, well now i don't know also, the fact now that I think title is... never mentions it <laughs> uh, and any Ooh. other trips to the tower, so. Now there's, okay, I never thought of that point, but there's a, that to me would be a definitive thing saying, yeah, this this could absolutely have been a, because, a, 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 I mean, she would have said something, right? Like, she is literally, right. we are on complete speaking terms. I mean, we have the whole scene with Crow and Saladin, we've had scenes with Zavala, and I mean, I mean, we've had multiple scenes with her in the in the uh, um, in the hangar. She would have said something. She'd have been like, if we if we approached her and said, "Hey, we have the body of of Osiris over here," and she's like, "Okay, cool," or she would have been like, "No, I sent you a message saying that we found a body," and yeah. which case then that would be. But the fact that that cuz 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 you you said you said the the cabal message from Keitel talked about the the body being very vivisected by hive magic and and mm-hmm. and mechanisms so i mean we're talking like a dissected body that's been just completely torn apart on a on a scientific level which is weird to think for the hive to have a science you know like Who's their ministry of science? Like, they're just some <laughs> some wizard. Like, hey, I think this is how this shit works. And some knights, like, oh, he's a wizard. He's got to know what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's is how, how they, that works. That's how they figured out Oversouls, right? It was just Crota's get the fuck out of it. That's literally how they did it. <laughs> Messing with shit. That's literally how they did it. Damn it. Um. Damn it. <laughs> shit. <laughs> when you prove yourself right. Yeah. Um. So at okay. at the end of the day, I think we can pretty definitively say that Osiris is dead is false. Okay, I will agree with that. Uh, I I think I think because we have a physical body in the tower that is Osiris, I even 
even if you wanted to be like, well, you know, from this point of view, Osiris is dead because he's in a coma, whatever. I think that I that person biologically is well. he is alive, whether he's yep. you know in a, a vegetable state or comatose or whatever. And I think that is the definition Savathun would use. So I think he is still technically alive, making okay that first statement false. The first statement false. Yeah. Uh, so the next one is Savathun is dead. Uh, this one seems like a pretty obvious true with a caveat. Uh, so that that being she's dead for now. For now, right? Like that's that's the thing, right? Like we killed we killed the body that is Savathun at the end of the campaign. Like when you when you get to the end of campaign and you fight that big awesome battle which oh my god, can we just take a second and say how awesome that battle is on like legend when you're trying to solo it? It's Holy crap. Great, yeah. You want to talk about Bungie stepping up their game. This this final battle for a campaign was freaking amazing. Um so yeah, so we we kill her at the end, and then we see, of course, Amaru pop out, start to res her, look down at the, her, look at us, and kind of give us that like "fuck you" look that that you know the darkness would give us. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> and it's weird that I would say that the darkness would give us because Amaru is a ghost; he is of the light. Yeah, but he's not a very nice ghost. By I'll give you that the information that we that. have been told. <laughs> he's a dick, but. He is of the light. Um, so it's it's interesting to me to, to think of, of him as like having this like darkness undertone, like this darkness smirk. I mean, um, light does not mean good and dark does not mean evil. Very we, much so. We we figured that out last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, that's the, our last couple of episodes. So yeah. Um, Savathun is dead. I, I think this is a false i think in its in its in its base form because like with that caveat right that's where we said it's true um but since that caveat isn't stated i think that the sentence is false well sure we we may have to agree to disagree i i think again savathun would be very deliberate about her wording and yes you know she is dead biologically speaking she has the Sav- oh, opportunity oh. to be resurrected sure but technically so does any dead body out there yes. ghost could find and pick so that's what i was about to say technically we as the guardian are dead and technically osiris is dead well we're yeah now what sucker <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i guess i don't know um I, I would yeah, say that I told after you, I resurrection, told you guys that we would confuse the crap out of ourselves and we are not even 20 minutes in and we have already confused the crap out of ourselves. I I would say I would argue that after resurrection you're alive. Because you, even if your ghost dies in the sense of Osiris and Segura or um we've seen other ghostless guardians. Um yep. like the the person keeps on living you know yep. a mortal life but they keep on living after the death of of their ghost so like it's not necessarily that the light is keeping them alive or sustaining something that is dead the light is returned something that was dead to the living 
I, I guess is, is how I'm viewing it. Sure. Sure. You know, I, I can agree with that. I can definitely be on board with that. So uh, to me, I just, I just thought it was funny to throw that one little bit of doubt. Like, well, it's, technically it's every guardian is dead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think every guardian was dead. Not necessarily is yes. dead. Yeah. At least as, as I'm interpreting it. Um, so to, to me, we have one false and one true. Now, if you're saying okay. false and false, then you're also saying the last two are true. Exactly. So we'll we'll do the we'll do the last two now. So the third one is the witness birthed the darkness. I think that is one hundred percent true. I think every so and and here's here's where I'm going with this. I'm thinking that the darkness is the darkness, the power, the dark, the power. Yeah. I think the witness is the only person, and I say person, the only entity um, in this universe, in this reality that that was able to craft the darkness as a power and gift it out freely. So to me, that statement is true because the opposite of it is true. The winnower, which we have, we have uh, theorized and pretty definitively concluded, um, though still don't have any hard evidence, uh, the traveler is the witness and the witness joined the game in order to bring paracausal powers in the form of the light. Hold on. And the darkness. On. The the traveler is the gardener, I assume is what you meant? Yes. Okay. Yes. What just, did I just, say? You said the traveler was the witness, and we don't need to make this more oh, confusing. Oh, yeah, no. No need to get this more <laughs> confusing. No. The traveler is the gardener, and the gardener joined the game uh, to, to, to change the rules by giving paracausal abilities or paracausal powers to the players of the game uh, in the form of the light. Uh, like we discussed in the last few episodes. The Witness, on the other hand, did the same thing, but in the opposite aspect, to try to keep the universe moving in the same direction that it should and that it's supposed to by the original uh, rules of the original Flower game, and therefore birthed darkness uh, and was able to gift darkness out. That's, that's my whole theory on why the third statement, the Witness birthed the darkness, is true. Now, I, I generally agree with that, um, that if we are under the assumption the witness is the winner, which we are operating under that assumption based on the Absolutely. last four, three episodes of Every, Everything points to that. Uh, however, I have, I have a devil, devil's advocate viewpoint Don't here. you freaking... <laughs> if we come out at the end of this and all four of these are true and false, that we haven't solved anything. <laughs> well, then we've done exactly what Savathun wanted. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, so, that is brilliant. Isn't that fun? But, uh... Well, so shit. <laughs> this, this just comes down to is the darkness an equal force of an equal and opposite force of paracausality, but separate from the light or is paracausality the force and light and dark are just opposite ends of that spectrum. Uh, I'm so, taking your theory. A bit. I, I've done this before. I'm doing it again. I'm taking away your theorizing ability. You are no longer allowed, allowed to theorize anything because it is too awesome. Well, I'm going to finish this one either way, so nah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we know that the only one that specifically wanted to change the game and implement a new rule 
was the gardener. Correct. Now, we could, I could absolutely believe the, and, and did believe the thought that the gardener brought in paracausality of the light and the winnower brought into the game paracausality of the dark. However, we could also potentially interpret that as the gardener brought paracausality into the game full stop. And the gardener happens to have an affiliation towards the light side of paracausality. And the winnower happens to have an affiliation with the dark side of paracausality. But it was brought, it was all brought into the game by the gardener, by the gardener changing the rules. Damn it. I could see it going either way, honestly. Okay, so so far, out of all three of the, these first three sentences, we have seen them go both ways. <laughs> so we suck at this. So, uh, or Sabathun is just the best at this. I don't yeah. know. I'm, that being said, I'm pretty confident that uh, Osiris is dead is false. Sabathun is okay. dead is true. Okay. The witness birthed the darkness. I think is I'm leaning more towards true. As fun as the okay. the other theory is, so the Which last mean one, the final sentence. In the end, your destiny lies outside this solar system. I I don't know what to make of this. This is such an open ended statement that you could almost spin it into anything. Literally, um, you could spin it into both at the same time. Right, like, what? What is this sentence? So, and this this is kind of the the tough one because you almost have to decide if this one's true or false based on your decisions of the other three. Right. Uh, so, for me, following my logic of you know true, false, true, this one would would land on false. And then for me. Osiris is dead. Sabathun is dead. I see those as uh, false. The witness bird, the darkness is true. So for me, the last one would be seen as true. Yep. So let's let's why why in your why in your mind do you think that the final sentence is uh, false? So other than other than just going with the idea of two of these are truth and two of these are false. So this is what I'm left with. Yeah. So. Again, it just goes back to how broad it is. So in the end, your destiny lies outside this solar system. Uh, now, removing my like want for an intergalactic destiny game <laughs> out of the equation. Yes. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, yes. Re- removing that from the equation and just, and just thinking about it from, from a logical standpoint as much as I can. Uh, Everything that is important to the Destiny universe has happened in the Soul System, uh, right? Or, or everything important because that we have done because with. it, right? Because it has dealt with humanity, and the one thing unique to the Soul System is humanity. Yeah, and I think the final confrontation between you know the the conclusion of the Light and Dark Saga in the final shape is going to happen in the soul system. Okay. Uh, and I personally subscribe to the theory that 
maybe our character doesn't live to Destiny 3 or whatever comes after. Sure. Um, and in that case, the character that Savathun is speaking to doesn't have a a destiny, yeah. quote unquote, outside of the solar outside system. Of, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. So that that's kind of my my rough thinking around why that might be false. So for me, I'm thinking of this in a fourth wall sense. In the end, your destiny lies outside this solar system. I'm thinking like. Either A, we are going to literally skip jump solar systems or we're going to jump multiverses or something. Uh, or if we look at this fourth wall, like she's talking to us, the player, like saying, you know, you as the player, your destiny lies outside this video game, this, this, this solar system video game. So that's that, that to me would be kind of a neat, like, you know, ha ha, I see what you did there mm-hmm. with your words and fancy stuff. So, yeah, no. But uh, and we we if know we take that she it in has the... done fourth wall breaks before. She's done, and so have the Ahamkara. The Ahamkara mm-hmm. know they're in a video game, and they want to get out. So she wouldn't be the first entity in this video game wanting out of the video game. Yep. <laughs> uh, that being said, uh, in the end, your destiny lies outside the solar system. I think that there are multiple points of that that could be true and could be false so in the end could be a true or false you know in the end of what in the end of your lifespan in the end of what um your destiny what is what is our destiny do we even know what our destiny is are are we meant to be soldiers of the light fighting an endless battle across the the universe and across time and across everything to prove the gardener right or to prove the winnower right or to prove one of the other wrong you know outside this solar system well that could mean tons of things that could mean outside the soul system that could mean that could imply outside this galaxy that could imply outside the universe that could imply a lot of things so for me this sentence is so open-ended i i don't know what to think of it truly so my only um my only reasoning for thinking that this is a true thing is because the other because of my reasoning on the other three so I, 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 I'm also kind of with you on this idea of this inter, interstellar, uh, intergalactic uh, destiny. I think that would be fucking awesome. Absolutely. Like, you know, what if we went to Vega, right? Like, that would be super cool. Um, Jodie the... Foster would be there with, uh, <laughs> um, oh, what's his name? Yeah, Mark, my wife can't even think of the, of the guy's name. Anyway, for any of those who like contact, that was that reference. You're welcome. Uh, so yeah, so I mean that would be super neat, right? Like if if that was. So but at the end of the day, this is what we come up with. Myth four sentences. So Osiris is dead, false. Savathun is dead, okay. true. The witness birthed the darkness, true. In the end, your destiny lies outside the solar system, false for me. And for me, for me, Osiris is dead, Savathun is dead. Both those are uh, false, uh, be- and the witness birth the darkness, and in the end, the destiny lies outside the solar system. Both those are true. Next right. altar. Good thing we were able to confuse the crap out of ourselves <laughs> and not give you, the listener, any answers. Sucks to suck. No. Uh, 
so the next one is altar of reflection choice. And the four sentences are these. The traveler will leave. The traveler will fall. The traveler is not the only one of its kind. And the hive are not the last to be chosen by the light. So myth. Sentence number one. The traveler will leave. I see that as false. And why? Uh, because if it was going to, it would have already. Um, I think you're right on that. In, in my opinion. And the, the witness implies at the end of the uh, Witch Queen campaign in that cinematic that like this is the final confrontation. The witness is, is coming to the traveler and they're, you know, this is it. This is the conclusion. We know, and we also know that from out of game uh, context of the uh, Joe Blackburn and, and others on the Destiny uh, dev team saying that, like, the conclusion of the light and dark saga is the final shape expansion. Um, yep. So it just it doesn't make sense for the traveler to, to peace out now. <laughs> uh, True. So I, I see and, that as and possible. this is this is kind of like the, to me I I look at the soul system as as being the traveler's last stand right like mm-hmm. every everything um about the about the fight of the darkness versus well not the darkness the the witness versus the traveler to me has led up to this point right like the traveler has obviously been to other systems has been trying to find a way to build an army but not. Um, directly influence that army, like it's it's been gifting light. Um, we're we're assuming that we as the guardians are not the first ones to be gifted the light. Um, obviously, the hive have the light now, like as 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 a gift. Like it, the everything about the hive, all of their ghosts were like this wasn't a trick by Savathun. Like the 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 Lucent Brood were gifted the light. Mm-hmm. Full stop. That, like that, that is ghosts chose them. This was not a this was not a Savathun, you know, looking into necromancy and and looking into uh, uh, resurrection and whatever. No, she died. Light was gifted to her by Edge Lord Amaru, um, <laughs> and thus all the other Edge Lord ghosts and Edge Lord Finch and all these other ghosts that are like, oh look, hive parts. Oh man, this looks cool as a ghost shell. Dude, you look awesome. Yeah, no, that's that's what I think in my head happened there. Um, so I I don't I, the the traveler have been through others. The traveler has been through other systems before and has and has actively done things. Right? We looked yeah. at the what what was what was the system uh, most recently previous to this that had that had the 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 weapon. Um, <sighs> I'm drawing a complete blank here. Harmony. Harmony. Yes. Yep. Yes, uh, it was within the harmony the, system. The gift mast was this the gift weapon mast. that yes. was powered by a black hole, I think. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, it had a bunch of science terms that we had to Google. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> if Bungie's nothing, they're not thorough, right? Like <laughs> they are very thorough in what they're going to try to do. Um, so yeah, so uh, so the the traveler has taken an active part in these different systems, uh, and I'm presuming. The the ecumene as well. I don't yeah. know that it's ever directly stated. Um, but yeah, I'm assuming I'd, I'd have to go back to the Book of Sorrow stuff. I know for sure 
the Ammonite, um, who were the the race on one of the moons around Fundament, um, yep. because the Traveler was was hanging out with them. Uh, yep, and the Leviathan was was helping protect them. Um, I believe that Cumine as well. Uh, it, it I be- I'm pretty sure it references them having paracausal weaponry, at the very least, which would imply to me that they had some kind of contact with paracausality. Um, right. And if it was in the darkness, the only other paracausality is the light. So therefore, yeah. has to be if it if it isn't one, it has to be the other. The only the only two paracausal powers in the Destiny universe are light and dark. And if and if something has has some sort of paracausal something, and it doesn't have one, it has to have the other. Full stop. Yeah, or at least that is what we have seen thus far. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think it's pretty much every uh, species that the hive have came into contact with in Books of Sorrow. I think either it's directly stated or implied had some interactions with the traveler at one point or another. Um, and, and the hive were essentially chasing the traveler. Yeah. Uh, yep. And in throughout and the states as much like, mm-hmm. you know, when at the scene where she dies in front of the traveler, she's like, I have chased you as a collector, as a, as a, I can't remember all what she describes it as, but she's been chasing. She and the rest of the hive in turn have been chasing this thing across forever yeah <laughs> eternity they've been chasing it across the universe for ter- for eternity um or at least the last billion years yeah. uh so for me the traveler will leave i i i think you're right i think this is the i think this is a a final stand thing i think this is a um this is where the traveler is going to stop this is where the traveler has stopped uh so yeah i think that is a uh false uh so the next one traveler will fall so this one, Myth. I think, is true. However, <laughs> uh, you and your caveats, man. We can't. <laughs> we can't keep doing this. This well, sort of, kind of. Uh, definitive again, answers, Myth. I'm, I'm we gotta to, have definity. <laughs> I'm trying to think about how Savathun would would think about this when she's when she's wording these. Um, See, and that's I think what gets me with all the these, opportunity. Like... She's being very literal. I think so. I think because she is stating this as a game and she wants to play a game, like I, th- I think you're right. I think if we look at it from that sense of her words are very exact and literal. Yeah. So are, are very um, carefully chosen. Chosen. Yeah. Yes. So yes. There's there's Traveler the obvious fall. here. The, the the next expansion is called Lightfall. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, however. I think both the name of that expansion as well as this statement, The Traveler Will Fall, are maybe playing on our expectations a little bit. Um, I think perhaps The Traveler will literally fall. Not necessarily fall as in defeated or fall as in killed, but fall Just as like in fall, fall out of the sky. Yeah, uh, like no land. No longer be its floating orb self, which that yeah. might be another thing. Uh, if there is a entity inside of the traveler, as as we've kind of talked about before, there was content, uh, concept art 
of of the traveler being a humanoid figure um there's been talk of the traveler being a a her uh where ghost assigned it a a female persuasion um it's it's possible that the traveler falling might literally be the the shedding of that giant round shell in some fashion uh and it doesn't necessarily mean that the traveler is defeated per se uh however that plays out i i think this one is going to be true just more a gut feeling i guess than anything i'm kind of i'm kind of on the same lines of you at this one uh my the one point of blatantly obvious in your face evidence that i look at is the next expansion is called lightfall yeah. the traveler <laughs> is of the light now now that could be looked at as you know lightfall of we lose the force the light and not necessarily the affiliation of the light right like that's true yeah it, it's it you know it's it's kind of that like wishy-washy area um but i i think if if we if we take Sabathun at her word, if we if we look at it and we say and and we're saying that she is choosing her words very carefully and very exactly, the traveler will fall. I think is a truth because of the kind of the same idea you're talking about, where like the 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 traveler itself is just the shell and whatever's inside. Now she could be talking about whatever's inside. I I am a, I am under the assumption that she as well as everybody else in the Destiny universe except for the witness knows doesn't know what's inside the traveler. Like it's been theorized yeah. what's been inside the traveler. I assume so. Um but yeah, nobody's ever you know, hey, here's a picture from the inside of the traveler. Yeah, this is me and me and concept art <laughs> over here hanging out, throwing deuces, right? Like no, that's not nobody's nobody's ever been able to do that. So I think the traveler will fall is a truth as well. So that brings us to number three. Uh, the traveler is not the only one of its kind. This so, is an interesting one. I've seen theories, and I don't necessarily disagree with them, that there's a whole fleet of travelers out there the same way there's a whole fleet of pyramid ships. Um, however, in the context of these, you know, two being true and two being false, um, I think this is false. Uh, okay. Partly because if we're equating the Traveler to the Gardener, there's only one of them. Yep. Uh, and That's, that right there is my sole reason for thinking of this as false. If we look at the hierarchy of the the because we tried to break it down in like a like a terms of like a military uh, hierarchy, right? Where like the darkness is at the top of one side, and, or not the darkness, uh, the the witness is at the top of one side. The traveler would be at the top of the other side, and those are like the two commanding, you know, top of the top food chain generals or commanders of these armies. So I I that one that one thought there. That that is where I think that this is false because we are very much equating the traveler to the gardener, and there's there's only one. The only statement in all of the lore we have ever gone over that suggests that there might be more than one traveler or more than one orb 
is in Books of Sorrow where they refer to it as a traveler. However, later in the Books of Sorrow, they refer to it as <laughs> the traveler. So, And there are notes in the side scribbled at with This book Sabathun. is full of lies. Yeah. So... so but I think that is the only piece of definitive evidence to suggest that there might be more than one, and it's a single word difference. Yep. Uh, yep. In a, sing- a single word in a single entry. There's not been a single other entry that has said a traveler. They, every single time the traveler has been referred to it as, in, as itself, as its name self, has been the traveler, not a traveler, implying yep. that there is only one. So. I think that one is, you know, unless they, they pull something crazy on us in one of the expansions or, or leading up to an expansion, I think that one's pretty definitively false with the info so we have now. I think um, so, too. Another reason why so the I last think that one, one is false. Oh, oh is, look at this. Is more supporting one. evidence here. Oh, uh, is, okay. Is gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, so, yeah. So, the last one. The Hive are not the last to be chosen by the Light. So I have I, a couple of reasons here. I, to me, this is a very open-ended one, right? Like, technically, the Hive weren't even the first to be chosen by the Light. Like, they, they were going to be Light Bearers. The Darkness yes. made it to where they weren't Light Bearers. I think it's important to remember, though, that Savathun, having recorded these... Or, or at the time that she recorded these, would not have known that the hive were originally chosen by the light because she doesn't know Ooh. that until we reveal it in the very last mission of the campaign. That's right. That's right. And even then, she questions us like, okay, you want to play a game? Let's play games. Yeah. No, you're right. I didn't even think of it from that point of view. So to her, the hive are the second to be chosen yeah. by the light. Um, however, I don't think that the Hive are going to be the last. Uh, I, I don't think so either. fully expect, maybe this is optimistic of me, but I fully expect <laughs> that we are going to see uh, Elixni and Cabal Guardians by the final shape. I think so too. I, I, I truly believe that we're going to see both of those. Uh, I think that even Hive Guardians uh, are now again this is me being optimistic uh which if you ask my wife that never happens so take this with a grain of salt uh i think because we have Sav- we 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 as the guardians have sabathun's body locked up in the tower somewhere um yeah the the hit came in they secured the body brought it off there's there's nothing stopping amaru from re-resing her right other than Unless if Amaru has just been cut off access, or trapped or taken away, just literally getting access to her. Because we assume that in order for a ghost to res their guardian, um, that the they have to be in proximity of the guardian. Like, like if a guardian dies on Mars, the ghost can't res it on Earth, right? Like, there's, 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 they have to be in proximity of the of the guardian, their chosen guardian, in order to resurrect them. Uh so here's so, here's a fun little bit about hive guardians. Uh kind of as an aside, more as supporting evidence, but I, I thought it was neat. Um not all the hive guardians are as bad as we may think. 
or or as we may experience well, in game. Uh, I mean, most of them try to fucking kill me. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. However, Take that. <laughs> however, there is at least one example of one that not only uh, does not seem to want to kill a guardian, but has an opportunity to do so and actively refuses the orders of his hive ghost to do it. Get the uh, fuck out of here. So this is in the Lucent Tales book, which comes from the collecting the Lucent moths. And uh, I'm going to read through this just to give, give another perspective on Hive Guardians. I, you know, we, we all are hating on Crow for, uh, you know, sparing the lives of Hive Guardians, but the Hive I mean, have their memory Some people wiped. are hating on Crow. Yeah, yeah. I love Crow. I absolutely adore him now. I... My wife, on the other hand, is holding him <laughs> accountable for past atrocities. And just gotta let it go. Anyway, go ahead. Let it go. Just let it. Just freaking let it go already. That was like four <laughs> years ago. But no. Just, so just let it go. So this comes from Lucent Tales. Uh, the entry is called Elok. Elok. I, I'm not sure the pronunciation there, but it goes as such. Presuming the name of a of a ghost or a guardian. Yeah. Um, so that's one, not that's not like an English word or a or a. Uh, it's E U L O C H. E U L O C H. Well, you know us. We got to Google this shit. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see here. What are you? A city in Switzerland, apparently. Um, well, but I don't think that's, that's what we're going for. Uh, I'm getting nothing. Okay. Then I'm, I'm going to say it's a name. I'm going to say it's, it's either the name of a ghost or a, like Flinch or Maru or something like that. That, that could be, it could be um, the, the ghost's name. Um, because the name of the hive, the hive knight, is directly referenced in the in the card. Okay, then I'm I'm gonna say that's the name of the ghost. Then that that would make sense. Um, so and this is being told from that ghost point of view. Uh, so, and this is a ghost that has clearly read too much of the books of sorrow and is like drunk the Kool Aid a little bit. Um, well, I mean, we know that there are some ghosts out there that are very, uh, they're thinkers. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. there are some that have absolutely drunk the Kool-Aid too much of the Books of Sorrow. So th- this is definitely one of them. So uh, he says this. Rise again, Luzaku, Ayat. Rise and take back the logic this heretic won in your death. Yes, arm yourself and lay low the guardian scourge. The false inheritor of the light has grown fat on your weakness. To whittle him thin is to make yourself strong. Yes, he lies broken just as the gift mast, but be wary. Yes, there, his ghost awakens him again, and your victory is soured. Mind the bullets, bathe in the metal rain, and be cleansed, not drowned. Lift up your shredder, it is your tutor in studying the shape of your foe. Again he lies in ruin, and you learned well your lesson, seizing the ghost. The logic from this kill will make you strong. With this ghost, you crush not only the foe before you, but every foe he could have been. It is the whole worth of him in your hand. Gaze upon it. 
See how it trembles, so fragile. Hear it describe you in your victory. Take it now in this moment of ultimate truth. Grow drunk on victory and in revelry. Know the worth of this thing. Crush the ghost. Why do you linger, Luzaku? What is there to learn with your eyes that you will not learn with your fist? Do you not wish to be something real? Something that lasts forever? Why do you look to me? Children are curious. Humans are curious. But the hive are strong. Your understanding comes in vanquishing the thing. So do it. No, it is free. This is what your speculating has wrought, Luzaku. You have failed, and now the tides of the universe will erode you into meaningless dust. All that you could have become have slipped through your fumbling fingers. The guardian will return, flush and hungry from his death. And then? Then you will be dead, Ayat. So this is interesting. This ghost is talking to him as if the light is given to him to help him do sword logic. Yeah. This is, like I said, I think this ghost has, like, bought in to the, the Books of Sorrow as the correct way and wants the hive to use the light to keep enacting hive sword logic. That's um, kind of an interesting thing, right? Like, because we always equated sword logic to being strictly darkness, right? Like, the final shape, the final thing, the one last thing. Like, everything else doesn't matter. It's just that final part that, that is. But to use the light to enact sword logic. Well, and I think the important distinction there is that light and darkness, the forces don't care what you do with them. There, oh, there's no inherent right. will They're for the tools. light to be used in a certain way or the dark to be used in a certain way. And sword logic also doesn't care what you use to, to win. Yeah. By, by the nature of being the last one standing, you have succeeded in sword logic uh, by any means necessary. That's, that's kind of a mindfuck. But that's, I mean, that's, you're not wrong. Like, the light and darkness are just tools. Tools don't care what your philosophies are. Tools don't care what your train of thoughts are. Tools don't care what the end goal is. They're just there. They are just things. Holy shit. So interestingly enough, we have a ghost who is very much like reading rhetoric out of the Books of Sorrow. Uh, just straight up reading it. Just straight up being like, yep, this is law, buddy. <laughs> I, it's just... It, it, it's a terrible example, but um, anyone that, that has a friend who is uh, more religious than you, let's say, and tends sure. to take any, any event that happens in life and equate it to a proverb or you know, to a hymn or something, that, that's the same vibe I'm getting here. Uh, you know, you've broken him at, just as the gift mast was broken. Like, <laughs> dude he's straight up quoting quoting i mean and and we talked about this too the the hive see the the books of sorrow as their bible as their oh absolutely religious thing like that is that is their 
that that that's their beliefs, that's their lives, that's their everything. So for him to quote that isn't like a like he's almost quoting it, it as as if saying, look, this is this is the way I ought, you know, it it is there. It is because it is. Um, so, yeah, that's. And huh. for for this particular ghost who has this particular mindset to be paired with a hive who shows curiosity and and appears to look at the ghost of this guardian and recognize that it is the same as its own ghost and to understand what it would mean to destroy it and actively choose not to is that's kind of a mind fuck right like pretty wild that's a that's a genuine like what in the fuck are we talking about now okay well now that we've completely gone off script there and just <laughs> lost our minds in the weeds uh let's roll it back uh and see what we think here so uh so these four myth uh the traveler will leave the traveler will fall the traveler is not the only one of its kind the hive are not to be are not the last to be chosen by the light so for me traveler will leave is false traveler will fall is true traveler is not the only one of its kind is false and the hive are not the last to be chosen is true these four, I 100% agree with you. We did it! Yay, we've got one. Look at uh, that. <laughs> see, we're not completely crazy. Uh, okay, so we'll do the, the third one now. Uh, altar of Reflection Insight. Uh, and the four statements are these. Mercury, Io, and Titan are in my care. And this is important to note that, that this is Savathun saying this. Uh, the second one is, the witness returned Mars to your solar system. The third one, the power to move worlds will soon be yours. And the fourth one, the taken king will rise again. So we'll start with the first one. Mercury, Io, and Titan are in my care. Myth? So my perspective on this is, again, using the ones I think are true to inform me of the ones that would then have to be false. Um, See, because that's part of the game, right? You can't just look at these as individuals. You have to look at them as part of a whole. Right. Uh, I think this one is is false. Mercury, Io, and Titan okay. are in my care. Um, the reasons why, why I, I say that, I don't have any concrete lore card to reference in to, for these. Um, some of this is just kind of like context clues and, and intuition. Uh, if Savathun had the ability to just blip worlds out of existence, I have to think she would have used that to greater effect before now. Um, yes and no. And it seems odd that those were... So the, the, the scene that we get, uh, when those worlds, when those planets disappeared from the director uh, in, I think, Beyond Light, was darkness in, encroaching in on the director. Yeah. And, and they had the Black Fleet, the, the pyramid ships, above all of these planets. And yep. we get, we get this, this view of darkness kind of encroaching in from the, the edges of the director 
And then, uh, if I recall correctly, like there was a, a flash of light coming from the traveler to, to prevent it from getting all the way to earth. And when it receded, some of those things were just missing. Right. Uh, that seems to imply that it was, you know, the powers of the black fleet or of, sure. you know, darkness in general that was used to move those planets. Um, and this and one I guess and that's a the next one are going to be difficult. <laughs> right. Like, so, so I guess we have to kind of figure out what the hell happened to the planets? Like, were they just removed from existence? Were they, were they, you know, just removed from this timeline? Were they removed from this solar system? What the hell happened to the four planets that disappeared? Mercury, Io, Titan, and Mars disappeared. And, and what happened to them? So we don't really know. Um, I think right. the best thing that we have as a comparison would be Asher Mir's experiments on Io with the pyramid ship prior to Io disappearing. Um, right. Asher recognized that, you know, the pyramid ship was a threat, obviously. And so he had the idea of, well, let's just see if we can find something that hurts it. And sure. so he built uh, a number of, of things. Um, he, he Essentially, he fired off, I think, a rocket or something uh, yep. at the ship. And he watched that rocket just kind of blink out of existence before it got to the ship. Because if anyone's the biggest scientist in the universe, it's Asher Mir. Yeah, because his, his initial thought was, well, how did it do that? <laughs> now, what, yeah. What, what just happened? Uh, and if I recall correctly, which, is, which to me was kind of cool because that's like that's a very scientific thing, right? Like, hypothesize. Let's use the scientific theory. Hypothesize something, experiment, observe, record, you know, research. That oh, he's yeah. he's very much looking at this from a science point of view. Like, what the hell happens when I fire something at darkness? What what happens to the item? Right. And in this sense, what happened to it? Well, in this instance. Um, he fired another, I think it was another rocket, but he had attached some kind of tracker to it. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to find the, the exact lore card where it was talked about. I know the one you're talking about, but I just can't remember what, what the exact I know, I lore card is. I can't remember what the what, name of it was. Um, I don't remember if it was off of a gun or off of a, off of a armor or if it was just like lore entry. Ah, okay. I found it. Um, so this is from the lore book Duress and Egress, uh, and it is called Asher Observation. So I'm just going to read the whole thing because it's all very interesting. Um, and I think it sure. gives us kind of the best idea-ish of what might have happened to the planets. Man of science, though he was, the first thing Asher Mir did was shoot the damn thing. The pyramid <laughs> hovered inside Io's atmosphere close enough to be impacted by a projectile flung at sufficient speed. In the time it took Asher to blink twice, he knew the angle of attack and the mass of the projectile. Asher finished building the mounted railgun before his coffee had cooled. 
He charged the magnetic coils, waited for the wind to die down, and broadsided the ship. He had expected the projectile to hit a kinetic barrier, or best case scenario, impact the pyramid and cause utterly infinitesimal damage. Instead, at the moment of impact, the projectile stopped existing. Asher's brow furrowed while an irrepressible smile crept over his face. His metal arm clicked and hummed gently of its own accord. This pyramid had the audacity to park in front of his laboratory and pull such a cheap trick. Clearly, it had not thought it would meet Asher Mir. He assembled another missile, one with a detectable radiation signature and a radio signal. He fired it at the pyramid. It similarly disappeared on impact, its signals snuffed out, no longer detectable from Io's surface. Another payload followed this one a miniature relay station. He routed it through his console and fired. At the moment it touched the pyramid, it transmitted a spike of radiation and radio broadcast. Asher smirked. They were still there, held in the field of the pyramid, visually undetectable, signals squelched, but still physically there. How the pyramid was accomplishing this feat was unimportant at the moment though his mind flooded with fantasies of zero-point energy. The question that gave him pause was the what. What was the ship doing to the projectiles as they sat suspended in space, in the periphery of its loathsome shape? And why? So, the scientist in me is fucking infinitely in love with this entire lore card. Like... Not just the lore card, but also Ashermere. Ashermere <laughs> has got to be my one of. I was very sad to learn that he would be one of the ones that was going to be, uh, or his his world and, and everything about him was going to be blipped. Uh, so yeah, I I hope to see him return. But uh, the scientific portion of this, like he doesn't even care what he, he's literally looking at this at, as individual points of data. He doesn't care what happened to him. He doesn't care where they went. He just wanted to know what happens if I shoot something at this thing. And the first, like, <laughs> the scientist that he is, he shot the damn thing. Like, <laughs> all right, all right. So he's he's a guardian first and a scientist second. <laughs> but, uh, or not, I guess he's not a guardian. I guess he's just a, no, he was he was a guardian, he was. right? Yeah, he was under okay. the purview of the, the vanguard, so. Right, right. Well, because I know he talks about himself as a Jensen scribe. So he yes. definitely has memories or something that he knows of being a Jensen scribe of the Awoken uh, pre, uh, pre-Guardian. I wonder if it's a case where he earned that title after he was resurrected. Um, it could be. We don't have an active timeline of Ashamir. Yeah, we don't really know Asher's story, to be honest. So who? I'm not sure where we he know he went to the Pyramidian, and he thinks it's a lake, and we made fun of him, and he's like, "No, you idiot." Yeah. But so what? I, what lo- he, I love Ashamir. What he's implying here, though, is that the the planets, you know, if if what happened to these projectiles is the same thing that happened to the planets, which seems likely. Because sure. in, in a meta way, like why even include this information if it's not going to be relevant in some some way down the line? Right. Um, 
But if, why, if we're to... why give us the readers and players this information if it doesn't matter? Right. Uh, so if we're to believe that something similar is ha- has happened to the planets, um, then that would imply that the planets are still physically there. They're just like phased out of our existence, phased out and of I, I our like that. Percep- perceivable state. Basically, they've just been removed from the from the visible spectrum. Yeah. Well, not just that's the, I like not just the visible spectrum. Um, also, the physical. Yes, I I think they have been. It, because and, the question is, is their gravity still there? Well, the one thing that makes me say it's not just a visual thing is the fact that the glycon drove into the anomaly, the black hole, essentially, that was left where Mars used to be. Yep. So Mars was not physically interactable. Um, clearly, it wasn't but visibly gravity there, was. but its gravity was, or, or the gravity of the black hole that was left behind was. Um, and for, forgive my crude reference here, but uh, I can't, we kind of have, a, uh, I say we, uh, my reference for, for this idea of the, you know, the, the planet being, not being there, but the gravity still being there is one of the first Star Wars trilogies. When Obi-Wan Kenobi is, he's got the, um, he's, he's got the archives. He's looking at the archives and he's looking for this planet, Kamino. And he, he throws, he throws up a, 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 uh, 3D representation of it in in the in the chamber with the younglings and with Yoda and and he's like the the planet should be right here, but it's not. And then Yoda asks, you know, why, you know, what's what's what makes you believe that it's there? And he's like, well, because gravity is still there. So every everything of the stars around that portion and the moons and the planets, because remember, everything with a mass has gravity. You can't have one without the other because they are a pro- one is a product of the other. And, and just because that thing isn't there doesn't mean that that gravity is gone. And, and, to, and so that's, to, that's where I like that. To build off your theory a little bit or, or to further support it, I would assume that if these planets were to physically disappear or be, be taken elsewhere, that it would mess with the orbits of other things in, in the vicinity. That. That exact and it, point. That there. didn't happen when the these gra- planets the, went away. None of the other planets. None of the other planets just completely lost their orbits. And because because think think of the size of a planet, right? Like it's it's genuinely kind of hard to imagine the size of a planet. Okay, like I mean, planets are fucking huge, like crazy huge. Like you can fit what like ninety three million Earths inside of Jupiter. Or some crazy number like that. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if that's the real number. Anyway, anyway, I, it's but yeah, ridiculous either way. So I mean, these these things are huge. So because they are so big, they have a huge influence on the gravity of everything around them. So if Mars and its gravity were to just blip out of existence at the same time that Mercury did, we're talking two planets on either side of Venus and Earth. Venus and Earth's gravity would be tremendously affected like obviously jupiter saturn and the sun are three of probably the biggest things that mess with orbits and gravitational pulls because they are three of the biggest things in our solar system 
But still, to have an entire planet blip out of existence, we we should have seen something. We sh- we could have lost our moon or something, right? Yeah. But then you know these these things disappear as well as two moons, Io and Titan, and nothing around them is affected. Nothing around them are are changed. So so to to piggyback off that a little bit, we know that a power of the darkness removed the planets in some fashion from from our solar system i i'm choosing to believe like phased them out of a reality we could interact with or or something along those lines don't worry i've got another theory now too now the way you said it (laughs) however the gravity remained by nature of our orbits not getting all messed up and gravity is we have we have said in our previous episodes a uh can only be affected by the light via void Ooh. so darkness yes. could do everything except affect something that is tied to the light being gravity Ooh. so here's my thought on it uh when mars comes back we see pockets of mars's past so could these planets and moons just have been, and for lack of a better term, phased into the future or the past by darkness? Oh, I like that idea. So actually, yeah! actually another thing, or, or, or uh, another way of thinking about that, did, is this a massive display of the same uh, effect that Deep Sight has where that pocket of the universe has been forced to remember a time before that planet existed there. Yes! Yeah! I like it. See? I love it. I fucking love it. I, when you said it, the way you said it made me think of that idea of like, you know, we're dealing with deep sight. We're dealing with the darkness. We know everything in this expansion has told us that deep sight and darkness and all of that, is looking at the memory, making something remember something of itself. It's not. It's not time travel. We're not. We're, we didn't time travel in the past to Mars. We didn't time travel to the future. When we step inside that one little area, the crop area on Mars, we're not stepping into the past. That's just a, a section of Mars that is remembering what was there. And so I really, really like that theory. So to me, yeah. that leads me to believe that Io, Mercury, and Titan are not in Savathun's care. Which then, since since we kind of have to deal with the first two sentences with each other, mm-hmm. the witness returned Mars to your solar system, I don't think either one of these statements are true. So then the question becomes, where did Mars come from? Right. Because if Savathun... What, what if, forced Mars to come back? If, if they're not in Savathun's care, then presumably the witness is the one that blipped them out. So if the witness didn't bring Mars back, what, the what hell happened did? to make it come back? Like, did Savathun yeah. figure out a way to to affect Mars specifically to bring it back? Was 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 Mars a research on Deep Sight? Maybe so. Maybe so. Because we know Savathun was researching everything. She was researching. Uh, she was in the archives. She was in the entire Vanguard archives for shit at least a season 
I mean, who knows what you could do in three months in a library, right? With the entire history of everything mm-hmm. that the Guardians have had. Like, well, and we know that she was knowledgeable of Deep Sight because she specifically built the whole altar of refle- reflections around it with the intention yes. of us coming to it to reveal her, yes. her memories back to her. Yes. So, okay. So now that we've had this awesome breakthrough <laughs> that I think is a tr- is a thing now, um, the first two statements, Mercury, Io, and Titan are in my care, and the witness returned Mars to your solar system. I think both of those are false. I think so, too. I think the witness affected the planets originally to, to blip them out, and yep. I think Savathun figured out a way to get Mars to return. I think you're right. I think, I think you're right on both of those. Uh, which then leads us into statement number three. The power to move worlds will soon be yours. So that one, that's an interesting one, right? Like, the worlds didn't move. I mean, this is one of those, like, what's your definition of move? <laughs> you see what I'm getting at here? Like, that's what I'm getting at. So, okay. So, if we're going to look at this as a very literal statement, right? And we're going to say that, like, moving is is a physical movement of something from one place to another okay we kind of have that ability already with with the ability to affect gravity but but we're not affecting things around with get with we're not affecting things with gravity we are affecting gravitational forces by using the light yeah so the power to move worlds will be yours What are your thoughts on this? Well, if the first two we've deemed false, this one has to be true. This one and the next one. Right. Um, so then why would this be true? So this would, is just a lot of intuition and theory crafting. Because uh, we, don't, we don't have anything that points to like a guardian having this ability already or anything right. close to this ability. Uh, the only thing I can point to is that the ability to take is very similar, uh, and, and I think even Savathun says it, that um, Oryx's ability to take is a small sliver of what that facet of the darkness can actually do, uh, and we're you know discovering more and more powers of the darkness and we're gaining more and more control over those powers ourselves perhaps at some point our guardians or guardians in general learn the the ability to take but not just that they learn how to control everything you know the the grander version of taking quote unquote uh sure. that could be applied to a celestial body So my thoughts is define world. Okay. So right? we're like so if like if we if we think of it now again, this is just kind of like one of those like what ifs things. Yeah. We look at we look at Dr. Seuss and Horton Hears a Who. There's an entire world on the head of that flower. Yeah. Um, 
if the we... ability to move a world i mean a world could be as small as a you know like like what is what is a bacteria determine as a world what is you know it's it's interesting to me to think of it at, from from these ideas of define world if yeah. we're taking if we're taking Sabathun at her word and and we she's she stated the first two as you know mercury io titan mars all that we're we're taking this as to be a world as to be a a a physical celestial body but what if the power to move worlds is an idea so if we look at this from the standpoint of history and we look at it uh from public speakers hitler was able to move the entire world in a direction not physically but on a metaphorical sense and on a and on a theological sense right like this idea that that his idea was was the was the way was the way that it was supposed to be and thus the world moved against like most of the world moved against him to try to change that idea so what does the power to move worlds actually mean could we possibly sway the darkness there's could we could we could we and i say sway the darkness sway the the um witness to kind of see our point of view and would that be like a moving worlds type thing i i like where you're going with it i don't think the witness is going to be i don't think the witness is convincible <laughs> at this point i don't think he is either um... i think he is so <laughs> i and it's it's not that i think he's like so full of himself i think he is so um what would you call that would, would it be infallible like i don't I don't know. I'm going to use that uh, word. That up word his own cool. ass. Up his own ass. <laughs> up his own assable. That's what he is. He's very much about himself. Like he's very much about the darkness. The the you know like the final shape, the final uh, piece. You know like it. Everything to him is like the world. Everything was perfect before. Why did you, the traveler, fuck it up? And all the witness is trying to do, and 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 from the witness's point of view, all he is trying to do is set things right. He's trying to make it, this universe, go back to the logic of the final shape so that way it, it, will, it will do exactly what it was designed to do in the, in the idea of, the, of the, 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 the game of the garden, the flower, right? Like so that's I, that's yeah. the whole thing of him. I, I like this approach, and I think you're on to something um, with this more uh, kind of uh, not not theoretical, but um, psychological, psychological understanding of, of yeah, what a yeah. world is. Uh, yeah, you know that could literally be us moving the city, like convincing the people of the city oh, to, yeah. to leave. Um, it this could could go into if the traveler is gonna fall, if that physical shell is going to fall, the city is is what's under. It's not very safe. Uh, There's gonna be a big old crash. Maybe the city <laughs> needs to move. Um, I don't know you that you, you, it's like a bulletproof vest. You can stop the bullet, but you can't stop the inertia of the bullet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can stop the traveler from hitting things. You ain't gonna stop the science of the inertia of that, and shit's gonna get fucked up. <laughs> uh, so I, By the I way, also kids, found if you get shot with a bulletproof vest, you will have a broken lung. Not a broken lung, a broken rib 
and possibly a punctured lung because of said broken rib. You you won't be you won't you won't have a bullet in you, but it still fucking hurts. <laughs> yeah, still still maybe don't don't try it. <laughs> don't try it. Uh, another interesting thing I I googled um the power to to move the world or uh, power to move a world, and the what comes so up is like one a song of the or something. uh main uh results is actually from a uh psychologist um by the name yeah. of William James and the statement apparently is the power to move the world is in the subconscious mind boom now that that may not be the inspiration for this quote but it seems pretty pretty damn close that we would uh pretty <laughs> that, that that would line up pretty well with with what we're we're talking about here so who knows i like this so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one. The power to move worlds will be yours soon as a true, by our definition of what we've just defined it as. Okay. Yeah, I would agree so with that. So take that. that. Uh, the final statement, uh, the Taken King will rise again. So I, I think this was true, but probably not in the way that a lot of people think it's true. Um, and I'm with you on this one. Every, so... Everything that we've looked at for our evidence for this one, I think is... is very much tied together. We are we are one hundred percent together on this one. Go ahead. Yeah. So the the obvious uh, conclusion that people can make is uh, the Taken King will rise again. We know that outside the game, the developers have talked about bringing a raid back. That raid essentially either being King's Fall or Wrath of the Machine. Um, because they said so, they won't bring bring Crota back. As yeah, a raid. they said they we'll won't stop. bring Crota back as a raid, and it would be quote unquote one of the big ones. There's only two of those yep. left in D1. Uh, yep. So you could take that as King's Fall is coming back. Taking King will rise again. There you go. However, I don't think that's necessarily what's happening here. Even if Taking King does come back, I don't think it's referring to a old raid returning. Uh, because in the case of Vault of Glass, they didn't really have a lore reasoning for its return it just it really was didn't. there it just happened to be the vex season so they're like oh look vex things yeah for some vex reason vault of glass is back like there there was no dialogue to try and oh my god did they really just use there. did they really just use for some vex reason <laughs> for some vex reason uh, in game as a reason for something happening in game uh-huh uh-huh damn it um these guys are good these guys are good so I don't I don't expect King's Fall, if and when it returns, would would have any kind of in game lore associated with it. It would just be a, hey, you can play the D one raid now because video game. Um, mm-hmm. so what I think sometimes you need that because video game rule. Yeah, and that's okay. I I will enjoy King's Fall just as much as you know either way. hundred uh, percent love that raid. Fantastic raid. So I think the way this is true is the Taken King will rise again. Now, again, uh, Savathun is very deliberate. She says the Taken King will rise again, not that Oryx will rise again. The Taken King is a title. Yeah. And, and she was offered that title. Yeah, and in her, um, I forget if it's a dialogue or a lore card, but she specifically says, I will not be the Taken Queen. 
it's a it's a dialogue it's one of the it's one of the times that you visit the altar through the story through the uh through the the campaign mm. she's she, you bring the thing to her and she's like i will not i'm i'm a puppet to no one like yeah. i'm not gonna play either side i'm my own person i want my freedom so yeah but you yeah. know who is a very easily manipulated little puppet man uh who has been darkness's number one fanboy for a long long time and has recently talked to the darkness and has also recently had some some indications that he is back in our solar system or at least uh, talking to people in our solar system and that would be callus uh, boom i think can it imagine, would make can you imagine callus up on his throne in the 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 end of the taken king like that whole arena where we would normally normally we'd be we'd go in there and we'd fight uh the daughters of the taking of of oryx you know the the creators of the oversouls we'd kill them we'd go in and we'd we'd fight oryx but now instead of all that callus is just chilling there like sup bitches it would be it would be pretty cool not gonna lie uh, i i'm not that would be super awesome i think that would be super cool to see callus as a new taken king I think it would be too, and I and, think it makes a lot and of sense. Lore wise, yeah, lore wise, it does make a lot of sense. So we know that, like I said, Callus has, uh, for a long, long time, ever since we first were introduced to him, um, fashioned himself this harbinger of the witness, this harbinger of the end of the universe coming, and he loves it. He's all about it. Yeah, you said it right the first time. He is Darkness's number one fanboy. He really is, and it would make a lot of sense uh, for the witness to go, you know what, I need somebody, because Shivu Arath apparently cannot take on, on her own, um, the witness to... Which, and, and this is interesting, too, the fact that it would be callous instead of uh, Zebu Arath, because Zebu Arath is very much just kind of like this non-entity entity, right? Like, every time we talk about her, she just kind of like, oh yeah, that's Zebra Wrath. Yeah, sucks to be her. You know, she's not Oryx, the Taken King. She's not Savathun, the Witch Queen. You know, she had, she's just, oh yeah, that's Savathun, yeah, or that's Zebra Wrath rather. Like, yeah, fuck her. I would really love to see her be front and center for a season, or even, even honestly, for like Lightfall. Um, it just seems weird to me that she's such a. She's such a background front character, right? Like, and that—that's why she's I one want... of the sisters, and that's her—that's her whole claim to fame. And that's why I would love to see them make her front and center, and just make her this force to be reckoned with. Like, rather she's than she's the god of war. Right. She is. She is. I mean, war is her domain. Like, she even says that to to Savathun and, and, and Oryx, like, this is my, do war is my domain. Like, you can't, you can't stop the great wrath of, of Zivu Arath. Like, that's, why would such a, a cool thing just kind of be like this background thing? Well, and maybe, maybe that's the thing. Like, she doesn't have any great mystique or scheming. She doesn't write down her adventures. She doesn't care about anything that isn't being on the battlefield slaughtering things, and we haven't met her to see her in that environment yet. To fight her head on, or to fight her armies, or and to I'm, see what her what the wrath of the of the god of war would be like. 
And I'm really hoping that she takes a major part in Lightfall or in one or or multiples of the seasons leading up to it and gets that that time in the sun, gets that uh in-game telling of like this is what the hive god of war is be scared yeah uh because that would be so so cool and so such a look upon uh, me and break yourselves yeah no that'd be yeah because because okay so as far as interaction with zero wrath we've had uh season the hunt which we never directly interacted with her all we did was kill all of her lieutenants and stuff yeah who was like spreading Um, the aggressive uh mind control thing the um well not just that uh, uh spreading chitin everywhere the, yeah, the too. hive the hive crap um which i i look at i look at that as like almost the same sense of uh um what is it the creep from starcraft yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> i mean that's kind of what it is right like let's be real here nobody's really coming up with original ideas we're all just borrowing uh <laughs> not not to say that I'm not a fan of that like I but it, it, anyway uh so we dealt with her we we quote unquote dealt with her stuff there but never really dealt with her uh season of of the lost at the very end of it she comes and attacks the ritual and that's it like yeah we fought a shit ton of thralls and acolytes and knights but we weren't un- she wasn't unstoppable we just kind of chewed through them. It took us what fifteen minutes to chew through them, and then we're like, "Okay, yeah, ritual, ritual happens." Well, and yeah, it yes. wasn't it wasn't just the ritual. It's implied that every enemy we fought during season of the loss to get Techians back or to go through the um the wellspring was was all not the wellspring, whatever the event was called for season of the loss. Um. Uh, Damn, that's how memorable these things were. I know. Uh, but it, it's implied shit, I that... I can't even remember it. <laughs> ...that all of those astral enemies... Alignment. Astral alignment. Astral alignment, thank you. Um, it's implied that all the enemies in those areas were sent there by Shivu Arath. So like, gotcha. we were fighting gotcha. her forces the entire time. Um, but she's yeah. Got, she's, she kind of sucks. If, she, if she's like the god of war and that's her... her but she's not Her here. whole strategy... So... Oh... And and that's that's the thing that that kind of has me holding out hope. Like it's not that she's sitting in a ship above the planet sending her little minions down. I think it's implied that she's not here yet, and these are yeah. just the you know the the footmen, you know the front of the line of her army that happened to get here first that are trying to to do her bidding while she's on her way. Um, well, because the the only other place did she directly uh, attack Tora Bottle? Yes. Uh, so so Tora Bottle is the Cabal homeworld. Yep. For those of you that don't know, and and Cal, uh, not Callus, uh, uh, Keitel mentions that you know she wants revenge. She wants something to be able to take out Zebu Wrath and and reclaim Tora Bottle, basically. Uh, but I, I'm I'm curious if if that world is is even I don't, I don't even know if it exists anymore I don't know if the planet is just gone like if it was so devastated that it was gone or if it's just completely hive overrun and and Keitel is thinking well you know maybe we can take it back so depending on how far away that thing is I like that idea that you've come up with 
with the, you know, these are just the foot soldiers. You know, she's just sending whatever closest forces she has at the time. She's not directly directing them, right? Because if if her if if as the god of war, her entire um uh strategy is build fifty tanks and run them through and see what happens. Yeah, that works in StarCraft, but that doesn't work in <laughs> in in real life. I'm just telling you right now, like fifty tanks ain't shit. Like especially with people with paracausal abilities. We just we just blip them out of existence if we wanted to. Like Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm hoping so I, that when she gets here, when she's in the soul system and an active presence, that like shit's gonna get dialed up to eleven. <laughs> I hope so. I really do. I really hope and and I'm curious if like uh as far as like an in game thing, if the legendary campaign was a testing of, you know, will people like a harder experience in game? And can we push it to the limit when Zebu Wrath does show up? The answer and is yes, so Bungie, far, please give us more. Absolutely, dude. Like the legendary campaign was fucking tits. Like it was awesome. Uh my wife and I did it in the first it took us a couple tries on some of them. Like we got we had to sit back and like take a second to breathe and was like, okay, hold on, let's rethink this from the beginning and figure out, okay, where can I take a defensive stance? Where can I take cover? Where can I attack these guys? Can can I continuously attack? Do I need to stay under cover? Do I need to bring a big bad heavy weapon? Can I just float through with my little greens and blue? No, this thing was this thing was top notch. I was very mm-hmm. impressed with legendary campaign. So but, okay, so yeah, get, getting back to the Taken King. And, yes. and will the Taken King rise again? Um, so to, to reiterate, I am saying true, not the Taken King being Oryx, but the Taken King being Callus in this this uh, time round. Um, he, I'm theorizing he will have assumed that mantle, will have been granted that power through his communion with the darkness, um, because he did make a sacrifice of many, many scorn uh, to yep. talk to the darkness and commune with it in very similar fashion to Oryx sacrificing an ogre. Uh, well, but to be fair, Callus was just trying trying to lodge a complaint with HR. I mean, yeah, but you know, squeaky. But wheel... I mean, if you go through enough HR, you're gonna get to the head honcho, right? Like right. that's right. Squeaky wheel gets the oil. Like fuck it, fuck. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> God damn it. That is so brilliant. I love it. I love it. Squeaky wheel gets the oil and Callus just so I'd be the one talking the loudest. Son of a bitch. Well, I and, like it. And I, I don't like think it. Shivu has any uh any want to no. take up the mantle of her brother. She she may not I don't think she so probably either. sees herself as already above whatever Oryx was yeah. because she's still alive and he isn't. Going by sword logic, she is she is better than him. She is yeah. best of him. She has outlasted him. Yeah. Okay, so to so go back over these four, uh Mercury, Io, and Titan are in my care is false. Yep. False. Uh where we, we believe it's false. Uh the witness return Mars to your solar system, we believe is false. Mm-hmm. Uh the power to move worlds will soon be yours, we think is true, and we have kind of different uh, uh a few different ideas of what the power to move worlds is. Yep. And the Taken King will rise again. We think this is true. Uh, specifically the Taken King portion of it. Not necessarily Oryx, not necessarily Zebra Wrath or anything, but the Taken King mantle, that that title will that person who takes on that title will rise again. Yep. So the last uh, uh, altar we have and the last four sentences we have is the Altar of Reflection Catalyst. 
Uh, no, this isn't something you can just stick in a gun. Um, <laughs> the pyramid. So here's here's the four here. Uh, the pyramid blade is the key to defeating the witness. The next sentence is the witness seeks the final shape, and the final shape is nothing. The third sentence: the last city is not the last city. And the fourth sentence: the witness will build its army on Mars. So we'll start like we did with the other ones. We'll start with the first one: the pyramid blade is the key to defeating the witness. Myth. So we have to make an assumption here. If what the fuck is the pyramid blade? And that that's kind of where I'm at. If we're assuming that the pyramid blade is the glaive, um, I don't believe that would be the key to defeating the witness. A, like when you just walk up to him and R one a bunch, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Um, like, are we just gonna walk up to the witness and just one 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 one? Ha ha! Sucks to suck. But it, it would also, knowing what the glaive's origins are, it would be strange to me that the witness would go out of its way to repair Rulk's glaive yep. if it was the one thing in the universe that could destroy it. You, know, that, you, that could you destroy would think, right? Like, like, hey, this is the one thing that can kill me. Maybe don't bring it back. Maybe yeah. just, you know, destroy it and call it good. Um. So I've thought of this as, as another way, too. What if the pyramid blade is the upending? It's not really a pyramid, though. The, the right. That's just a thing inside the pyramid. So I, I've, I'm curious if, if the pyramid blade, you know, is, is, are, is the pyramid blade referring to the glaive or is it referring to some sort of weapon uh, such as the, the upending? Now, another way we could take this however, is that maybe it's not saying the pyramid blade, which we assuming it's, that is the glaive. It might not be saying yep. that the glaive is the thing that can kill the witness, but it might be saying studying the glaive will give you the information you need to oh. know how to defeat the witness. Kind of leaning back to the whole the power to move worlds, right? Like yeah. information is the power. Like information is the key. By studying this blade... You, I've given you the 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 tool to study. Oh shit. Oh shit. Okay, I like that one. Um I'm, Well, uh, shit. I I'm kind of leaning towards this maybe being true. <laughs> okay, um, so we'll start with that idea. We'll start with way. it maybe being true. Uh which that kind of leads us to the next one. The witness seeks the final shape and the final shape is nothing. I think this is false. I think this we know is what false the final well. shape is. The witness knows what the final shape is. The witness does seek the final shape. That portion of it is true, but by adding that second portion and the final shape is nothing, I think that makes this false because the final shape is the vex. Yep. Or or something assuming the same role as the vex in all of the previous games. Like the the final shape is one you know, one existence above all others. And and in the in the books of of the unveiling, that is described as the Vex. Like that is that is what wins the the game that is played every single time. At the end of every single reality and every single universe, there is the Vex. They have they have served because they only have one driving force, and that is exist. 
and it's I and we've talked about this before, and I and I want to say it again here. It's important that existence is not the same as survival. Existence is purely existing, purely being the only thing that exists at all. Survival implies some sort of like you know struggle, some sort of like hey we're 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 making it to the next day. We're making it. We we are continuing on to to live on to the next day. Whereas existence is literally that, like you are just exist. It, the same thing as as the the idea of a virus, right? Like a virus will, and and they talk about this with darkness and and stasis. Um, a virus will crank its lethality up to ninety nine percent as long as it doesn't kill the host, because the virus doesn't care what it's doing. All it wants to do is exist. All it wants to do is produce. All it wants to do is continue, and it'll do that in any any way it sees fit. So I I think that that second statement of the witness seeks the final shape and the final shape is nothing is false only because of that second half of it. Yeah. I, I'm on the same wavelength as you there. Uh, I think the, the final shape is not the final shape is by the witness's definition, one thing proving its existence above all others, which inherently means that there is something there, not yep. nothing not nothing. So, okay, so that's an interesting thought too to think this statement, right? If we look at this state if we look at that idea for this statement with every other statement that we've said, we have to look at the statement as a whole and we can't look at it with any type of caveats because this statement by adding and the final shape is nothing is adding a caveat to it. Right? Well, Yes, but I do think there's room for interpretation on some of the more open-ended statements, which is is mostly sure. what we've done. It's not necessarily that we're saying, you know, we're we're that exact qualifying statement. an open-ended statement. Sure, sure, because that's hard to do, right? Like that's like anything that's left open-ended is done that purposefully. Like, right? She's the god of trickery. Like she's literally trying to trick us. Like that's her whole like deception and trickery. That's her deal. Uh. So yeah, so I think I think that one is is false because I think because I think there is a physical something that is the final shape. Uh, the last city is not the last city. I see this Thoughts? one is true, um, and, and why this this one again is open ended enough that you could you could argue a couple things here. Um, okay, the last city of what? Like right. it if you just want other cities like okay well we have the dreaming city that's another city we have the farm we have the well i don't know if the farm qualifies as a city per se hey um, there were people there and there were vendors <laughs> tess eververse was there for a little while we even had a cryptarch it may not be a big city but it, they had at least one stoplight <laughs> they had a stoplight and a family dollar what more do you need uh, what more do you need? That qualifies. <laughs> hey, you laugh. My hometown literally just got a family dollar like maybe five years ago. Oh, we and did their too. first stoplight. We yeah. we uh yeah. we had a stoplight for a while. We just got a family dollar probably yeah, around like five, six years ago. Literally last month across the street from the family dollar, a dollar general was built. Oh man. Big city <laughs> living there. I know. We got we got options, bitches. Competition. Spoiled for choice. Get the hell out of here. Uh, but um, but no. So the the last city is not the last city. Uh, if we want to take it in the like, are there other cities that exist? Absolutely. 
100 percent dreaming city um, dreaming city is the first the obvious new uh new reese on europa the the yep. elixney city yep uh reese um, reese reborn reese reborn thank you uh yep. so like right it's there are two examples um and i think we could also see this as a a bit of a prophecy in in that like sure if if the conclusion is that the guardians win or or you know defeat the the conclusion of the light and dark leaves humanity alive and of able to thrive more cities will be built like they're that will finally give people the ability to start growing outside the walls of the last city um so which here's is ultimately an interesting the hope. thought here's an interesting thought And and I don't know why I thought of this until just now, and and it may have just been the way you worded it. If you know the idea of like if the guardians win, if the darkness is defeated, what happens to the light? I mean, if the lights, if having the light, if the sole purpose of having the light is so that the we have something to combat the darkness, would we lose the light if we beat the darkness? There's a couple different ways we can look at that. Um, I don't think the sole reason we have the light is to beat the darkness. Well, let me qual- let me qualify. I don't think the sole okay. reason that light exists in the Destiny universe is to combat the darkness. Light and dark are neutral forces. Right. However depending on the outcome of whatever this conflict ends up being, if the witness is no longer around to interfere with things, the traveler or the, the gardener, assuming it survives the conflict, may no longer deem it necessary to give light to guardians. To anyone. To anyone. Because uh, that's, that's the whole reason why the light joined was to watch over this paracausal gift that it was giving everyone. This this right. extra rule that it was creating. And if and if there's no reason for that rule to, if if there is literally no reason for that rule to exist, why watch over it? Well, I don't and and again, this is where I'm trying to draw a distinction between us wielding the light as guardians and light existing because I think there's a difference ah, there. The the yes. rule of paracausality and and Back in the original Flower games, it wasn't that the Winnower was making the universe always end with the Vex. It was that the Vex always ended the universe, you know, without in without direct interaction. Without from any type of party. That was just the natural cause. Co- that was just the natural, well, cause. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was the natural cause and effect of each universe. The Vex, at the end of the day, at the end of and the day could have been you know a trillion billion years, but at the end of the universe, at the end of each flower the Vex were there and that was it. They were the final shape. And the, the point of adding the rule of paracausality was to allow for a different outcome. And I yep. don't think that has that need for a, a different, for another rule to change the outcome changes just because the witness disappears. Uh, so that's an interesting thought. Like, you know, if the witness does disappear or, you know, we quote unquote defeat the witness or whatever, if, if, 
if the witness is no longer there to be the equal to be the the winnower does that negate the idea and purpose of the garden of the game of the garden like what okay. what is what does that mean for the power of or for the for the gardener here is full on unqualified pure throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks theory oh i do love a good my, shit throwing <laughs> my guess is that lightfall is going to end with the witness and the gardener destroying each other Ooh. And those Equal entities and will no longer divided exist. by zero. Those entities will no longer no longer exist in the Destiny universe. However, I also think that guardians will continue to exist and guardians will continue to have access to the neutral forces of light and dark through their ghost. And that the final shape expansion is going to be us using those forces to finally put a change the ending of the story from something other than the Vex. I like that. And then who knows? I really what like that. After that. Because I mean, if if the if the witness and the and the gardener, if the winnower and the gardener are just all knowing, all being, all everything. They're theoretically the only two that could take each other out. Like the only thing that could kill one is the other. Potentially. That's 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 what I would think. Because if we're just an army, if we're just fodder, like who cares if we if we like who knows if we even have the ability to take them out? Like that's that's a that's an interesting thought there. That's that's where I'm I'm putting flag in the ground. That that is my completely unqualified and unresearched opinion on what the expansion stories are going to I like it. As. I like it. I really I really do like that theory. I I I I am I am going to sign my name to that flag that is staked in the ground and say yes, this is our prediction. Uh so so I do like the idea of the last city is not the last city. I think that is a true. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the last one is uh the witness will build its army on Mars. This one I see is false, not only because that's the only option of it left to us from our previous statements, but it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Yeah, I mean, as far as the close is, as far as the closest thing in the universe to Earth, the only other thing is our moon. Like it could build the army on the moon, but you know that doesn't really make sense to me either. Only because the moon is infinitely smaller. But uh, well, no, maybe. Well, but there is a pyramid ship there. This is true. So maybe the moon would be the better option. It's closer. It only takes four days to get here from the moon. It takes four years to get here from Mars. Well, and the other thing is that Mars just... I'd much rather launch a four-day invasion than a four-year invasion. <laughs> you'd, you'd be home a lot quicker. Uh... This is true, right? Like, home before, home before dinner. And uh, in the in the Destiny timeline, Mars just recently reappeared, and yeah. it's crawling with Guardians and Savathun's uh, brood, and and some Cabal that are by okay uh, by nature. Now of there's the... a question though: Are the brood actually crawling around, or is all of that 100 percent in her throne world? 
I, I guess it's implied that it's all in her throne world. We never actually see any on the surface of Mars, so that that's that's a right. fair statement. Um, Did we see any on her ship? Do you remember if in the first uh, in in that first mission, the yes. arrival? Did yes. we see any we do, on the, Did we see any Lucent? We do fight okay. Lucent Brood as we're going through the ship. So then I we suppose can, they we could would be, say that we could say that they are they could be on Mars. But I. Uh, now there there are some cabal there through the the Vox Obscura mission that we learn yep. are being directed by a scion who is Preaching not exactly Callus loyal praise. but is is using <laughs> is is working with Callus um who's providing supplies and and whatnot. Yep. Um so they even say so at the beginning they're talking about like how is this place being rebuilt so fast? And Keitel's mm-hmm. like, well, if Callus' Leviathan has its cloning facilities up and running, shit, they could restock this place in a day if they wanted to. Yep. Which that also implies that the Leviathan's coming back. Yeah. Uh, I I think if Callus were to come back as the Taken King, it would not be in the Dreadnought. I think it would be in a altered version of the Leviathan. I think you're right. I think we would see the Leviathan as a Taken space so okay, here's another prediction. Then we're gonna make. I think I think the Taken King will rise again, as Callus with the Leviathan as his vessel, and that that thing is gonna be less about Cabal and more about Taken. Yeah, I could subscribe to that. Um, but it, it, outside of that that Cabal uh, station. Nothing about what's happening on Mars makes me think the Witness is building an army there, and why yeah. would they when if, if they he can was, just if he build was already that army. close to fuck with shit? Right. Just like they're just gonna build an army in deep space in the pyramids yeah. and then advance the entire army into the system, not Yeah. Not have okay, we're gonna build a couple bases over here on this on this planet that just reappeared that I didn't really want to reappear based on our previous yeah. answers. But that I took in the first place. That right. I made like, disappear just, in the first place. Like it just doesn't make sense. If any if if anything he'd be building it on Mercury, right? Like Mercury'd be the next closest thing that's right. invisible. Like that would make more sense because not only w- he's he'd have access to the infinite forest, so he could build shit in the infinite forest across infinite timelines and p- presumably feed them back out through the infinite forest gateway. I would think so. I mean, so. it's just a giant pyramid. Yeah. Didn't that just blow your mind, people? <laughs> the pir- the opening to the infinite forest is a fucking triangle. It's the simplest shape and the most structurally sound shape, I believe. Didn't uh, that just fuck your brains up. And uh, the Vex are all about, you know, simplicity. That is true. But um, but yeah. So I th- I think that one is okay. pretty categorically false. Okay. So our last four: the pyramid blade is the key to the witness. We're thinking is uh, true. Uh, the witness seeks the final shape, and the final shape is nothing. We're thinking that is false. Uh, the last city is the last city. We're thinking that or is not the last city. We're thinking that is true. And the witness is built will build its army on Mars. We're thinking that is false. Yep. So there you go. There's our Sabathun. We have played your game. And these are the answers we've come up with. And the only one that we have any type of like left and right on is the first four. 
Osiris is dead, Sabathun is dead, the witness birth of darkness, and in the end, your destiny lies outside the solar system. Other than that, the other the other three seem pretty straightforward, I feel like. The other three sets feel pretty straightforward. Yeah. But I think we do have to, we're... every time we look at these, uh, we do have to look at them uh, as a group, right? Because that's the whole, we can't look at these as individual statements. We have to look at them as compared to the other three statements that are given because that's the nature of the game, right? Like, that's that's the whole point of the game is two of these are lies, two of these are truths. You can't just be fed a sentence and look at it. Oh, well, is this sentence by itself a truth or a lie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we did it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you got you got anything anything crazy to add to any of this or say any not... cool tidbits for our fans? Uh, let's see. Say nothing. Nothing in particular um tonight to to add to this i think we we did some some good kind of deep diving into our our reasoning behind things um, i think we did yeah so you know me i like i like looking at things from a scientific point of view and i like having uh you know supporting evidence and all that jazz i think that i think that's always a nice thing to be able to say hey this is why we think the way we think yeah not no, just absolutely. throwing not just throwing words out there to throw words out there okay well, then, uh, with that, uh, I'll start thank yous. Guess who's getting a thank you tonight? Frickin' Sabathun! Again. Crazy, crazy frickin' lady of her trickery and shit. Because without her, we wouldn't even have this game. I'm telling you, Sabathun's, Sabathun's the greatest thing in the history of video games. She will fuck with your head in the game. She'll fuck with your head out of the game. Sabathun, in my opinion, is the greatest thing in any video game ever fight me it's pretty crazy to think that she thought ahead enough to have pre-recorded all of these for us to find at the the altar of reflection um prior to her ever being a light bearer presumably yeah um yeah so like she took time out of her very busy research how to be a light bearer schedule to leave us fucking riddles because why yeah. not? Cuz for the fun of it just to fuck with our heads. I thank you Sabathun for being the greatest deception artist ever. Myth, you got any thank yous? Uh not to any in-game characters. Uh, oh, okay. I see how it is. <laughs> Say, I'm just going to do the the standard thank you, the the maybe most important thank you, um, and that is to everyone that is continuing to listen and put up with our crazy shit. Uh, we... You're right. They are probably a lot more important than Sabathun. <laughs> we... Because Sabathun won't listen to this. Sabathun will just make fun of this. Right. Turn it no. into some sort of riddle game. Yeah, she'll just make us think we were wrong and right all at the same time. Fucking uh, Sabathun. Fucking just just to mess with us that much more. Yeah. Yep. But no, uh it it has been crazy. We we hit our ten K um all time downloads last week. Which three months into the year. Is just mind blowing still. Right. Um, I'm I'm still kind of riding that high. That's, that's and, awesome. Uh, and 
you know, you guys are, are continuing to support us. We've gone above and beyond 11 now, almost to 12. Yep. Uh, and it's just, it's phenomenal. And, and thank you all again for, for being interested, for coming on this, this journey with us uh, about this crazy, awesome video game. And, uh, and yeah, uh, I have said before, I'm going to say again, you can reach out via uh, Twitter. We have at Myths and Stories, uh, spelt yeah. with a Z, the same way that the the title of uh, make these. Sh- make sure you add that Z because a few of us have tried to look us up and, and they're like, <laughs> "We we can't find you." Like it's with a Z. That plays with off of my name. Yeah. That's it's Myth Mythborn and Zorialis, so it's playing off of me. Yeah. Um, so if you, uh, if you enjoyed any of these and you, you know, you, you feel, feel the, uh, the want to let us know, drop a line. If, if maybe you have some different ideas around some of these, uh, two truths and two lies that, that are, uh, the same or, or different than ours, I would love to hear it. Um, say definitely always, always, always bring your supporting evidence. Cause if you just say, well, I think this, <laughs> we're just going to look at you and laugh. Say, I, I am always game to have a, a good lore debate uh so if you if you can keep it civil lo- love to hear from you guys but uh but yeah i think that's it for me Alrighty. well then from all of us lore nerds to all of you guardians out there we'll see you next week <laughs>